0: You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears.
1: Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Hardigan, and he is one year older. Yes, I'm the same age as you, Joe.
0: Happy birthday.
2: Did you? I did, thank you very much, up until about 8.30 in the evening when Twitter went mental
1: Yes, we'll get to that in a bit coming up on today's show, why couldn't you people just leave James alone <laughs> on his birthday, <laughs> aka we fucked up the free roll, turns out they took the uh, the restriction thing a little too far, yes we will, <laughs> we'll get to that later on, that is not the purpose of this show the purpose is to almost say goodbye, farewell and uh, alviter zane
2: Joe, you, the Poker Stars Joe, it's uh, Alf.
1: Championship Cash Alf
2: Vida Alf Vida not Al Zane. It's not a person called Al Viderzain.
1: I thought that there was a guy who is like really famously good at goodbyes, and so they named leaving after him after it Alf. It's one Zayn. of your
2: many many misunderstandings about stuff that's not <laughs> relevant in America.
1: Well, the Poker Stars Championship Cash Challenge just finished next week. We're going to chat about the most recent episodes with Jake Cody. He is our guest. He is. All over those shows, probably the star of those shows. I don't know. It's tough between him and Grafton. It's quite the double act. Anyway, he is on the show. We've also got super fan Phil Razor. He is with us. I like how it's Razor. I like that. Not Razor. Razor. He is with us to challenge me to tribute based on the movie Tombstone, which I found out way too late last night. I thought it was um, Tombstone Pizza that he wanted... It's like one of those really sad frozen pizza brands.
2: Oh, right.
1: In America.
2: And wow. it turns out... Can I yeah, just say, that, when it's a junk food brand that hasn't even escaped the shores of the United States, you know it must be bad.
1: I like how I tried to make, like, a really bad pun with a reference that no one outside of America would even get. So <laughs> yes, that is, that's very you. This gag doesn't even work, much like Tombstone Pizza, which sucks. Uh yes uh i did watch i finished tombstone like an hour ago i got up to finish it and i realized james i am doc holiday i am
2: what you're consumptive
1: yeah i'm smoking drinking very ill and constantly shacked up with hungarian women that is pretty much my life like that is that's my future did you enjoy the movie by the way i did but there's like some like really awful parts to it like Stuff I can't take – I don't want to be the jaded guy who watches a movie that's, like, kind of dated, but, like, some of the slow motion and, like, the – there's nothing, like, clever – like, the dialogue is clever. I really do enjoy the dialogue more than I did when I watched it uh, originally. But there's nothing, like, clever about the story or the way anything happens. It's, like, Wyatt Earp walks out and kills him. Uh, they, they just – just sort of do stuff the story just happens.
2: Yeah, um, I have to confess I saw it when it came out in the cinema, and I liked it enormously I don't think I've seen it since and I did not revisit the movie for this particular quiz because uh, Trusty interns Robbie and Matty have compiled the questions for this week James you uh you nerded out on your birthday Yeah, yeah, I had a fantastic day of Xbox and dinner at five guys. That's how I celebrate being forty-three. wait so
1: Woo! was that part of your? Present was like you got to play Xbox for a while
2: well, the Xbox was officially my birthday present. I just bought it six weeks early because I couldn't wait.
1: You bought it for yourself? Yes. And then you're like, well, I mean, I got to get to play it on my
2: birthday. Yes, but we played lots of multiplayer and co-op games, so it was fun for okay. all the family. Yeah, no, the day went really well until, as I mentioned, early evening when suddenly loads of at replies started appearing on Twitter. I'm like,
1: "I, dude, every time I open my phone and I see like more than 10 at replies, I'm like, this can't be good.
2: I think, Joe, that we should accentuate the positive here. We successfully prevented all those random (laughs) value hunters from certain parts of the world from playing in the free roll. You guys said you wanted fewer Brazilians, you wanted fewer Russians. Well, guess what? There were fucking none. Yeah, there is a however, there is a but attached to this sentence. We did unfortunately stop literally everyone else from playing in the free roll. It seems that when this got set up, after we briefed it in, there was a fuck up with the game name, the password. So the password we gave you didn't work. Um, But obviously... At 8.30 on a Sunday evening, it's not something that you can get fixed really quickly. Within an hour, the guys were on it. But by that point, because not enough people had registered, the game didn't deploy. So it couldn't get fixed at that particular moment. And I appreciate that a lot of people were very disappointed and they expect something back. So what are we going to do to make this up to them, Joey?
1: James, I was thinking we we could do one of two things. We could have like a pumped up extra prize money free roll or a basket of apology kittens
2: i think it's definitely going to be the latter
1: right let's just do it all right guys here you go there's a basket of apology kittens moving on where is it jake cody is he on the line
2: <laughs> not yet <laughs> um we will make it up to you properly you're not just going to get the apology kittens details on next week's free roll coming up um you went to see a movie because i saw you tweeting about it game night is this a poker movie it is not a
1: poker movie. It's basically uh, the the comedy version of the movie The Game, um, and it's about couples that to get together and play a, a game night, and they have like sort of a murder mystery that goes too far. Right. Um, it's oversimplifying it. It is so funny. It is so so funny. Laugh a minute. It's just hilarious. Of course, being that's a comedy, there's some like leaps in. Realism that you have to sort of get behind if you want to laugh at the movie, but I absolutely loved it Um, and I am now watching mr. Robot season two Dude, how did you get through that episode? That's like pixelated the entire time like it was I was like when are, I was like, I, I was like, oh, I get what they're doing here But it'll stop in the first few minutes and it never stops and you and it does have the desired effect that it kind of mind Fucks you a little bit because you go I was pretty sure this was intentional but it's been going on so long, I like had a good mind to like pull it up on another device to see if this same thing was going to happen. I was like, no, I'm not going to fall for it. Yeah. I'm going to fall for it, and I'm not going to Google it.
2: It's um, There's a lot of stylistic stuff that goes on in Season 2, and for that matter, Season 3 of Mr. Robot, that I really liked. But yeah, sometimes it is hard to watch, but it's meant to be hard to watch. I am almost at the end of Altered Carbon, and I now can say with a certain started, degree... Of certainty that i quite like it okay all right the jury was out last week i do still think that it is basically just a huge smorgasbord of all bits from dystopian sci-fi from the last few decades there's bits of blade runner bits of the matrix throw in some black mirror for good measure but overall some of the ideas and some of the characters are quite interesting and it's very watchable so in summary i like it Now, did you get the tweet from the guy that uh, wanted us to plug the superfan home game? I love that. The guy. I think you're referring to Rob Rob Vernon. Vernon, uh, Our superfan, Rob Vernon, who, yes, has set up, I believe, a home game club. And I think there have been a couple of these. If memory serves me correctly Pedro set up one of these clubs towards the end of 2015 but that's been dormant for a while Rob is trying to get together with other podcast listeners and play some home games on stars I think Rob said that if you send him a direct message on Twitter he will more than happily admit you to the club he is at heel underscore Vernon on Twitter and obviously you can find him by searching hashtag poker in the ears because he's advertising details of the club on Twitter as well but that's I like that I like the fact that we have created a community of fans I love the the fact that many of those guys got to meet each other when we did the live podcast at the hippodrome last year and if they can continue to communicate on social media and play together and maybe there's the possibility that down the line uh, one of us might be able to play in one of these games when it's convenient i, I like that that's what this show should be about
1: yeah absolutely and guys i i can tell you right now if i was in a place where i could play with y'all i would do it pretty regularly uh so sorry about being here in the land of the free james the uh the free roll wasn't the only thing we got angry tweets about this week
2: yeah um, (laughs) i could not believe this there are some people who are beyond enraged i think some of them don't like the suspense but also some of them it seems just don't like it as an aesthetic decision that with the more produced TV shows we do, I guess the ones that are clearly studio shows and therefore aren't plausibly live, well, we'll do the cliffhanger. And I think we started this with Shark Cage back in 2014. Yeah. And that was the first time where we had a hand that didn't conclude at the end of the episode and left you want, left you a week to find out how it would conclude. And That was the first time I needed to know. Exactly. That was the birth <laughs> of Joe's catchphrase. We did it in Shark Cage season two. We brought it back for these cash game shows. No one had a problem with it. At shark cage but with these shows some people are really really angry and i'm just gonna throw it out there why shouldn't poker shows have the same kind of narrative devices that any other form of drama on tv would employ or are people actually ranting at the makers of tv shows like 24 and soap operas like EastEnders that no you have to conclude every single narrative you have to you can't leave us wanting more you can't leave us not knowing how a particular thread comes to its conclusion I remember
1: as a kid that whenever I was watching a TV show, let's say MacGyver, for example, right? That was like one of my favorite shows as a kid. And I used to constantly look at the clock to be like, are they going to wrap this up? Um, oh, OMG, there's only five minutes left of this show. Are they going to wrap it up? Or is this going to be a two-parter? I love the two-parters. I, I was always like, oh, I hope. And then they would wrap it up in like the last four minutes. And even as a kid, I was like, I don't like this. I don't care for this. So I think it's actually better – That if you need more time to tell the story, to take more time to tell the story. Uh, So on the one hand, when people complain about this, in general, my reaction to people complaining about stuff is, fuck off. I don't (laughs) care. Uh,
2: But I will say this. For people to be that angry means they care. It does mean they care. But here is my thought on the matter. And I completely understand that some people don't like it. And I completely take their criticisms on board. However, chances are, if you're tweeting us about our tv shows you're going to watch them every single week <laughs> and that's great because we appreciate your loyalty and we appreciate your business hashtag play on poker stars. but what if there's some <laughs> random dude who stumbled across poker on tv he's come back from the pub he switched it on he's like oh this is interesting if that hand concludes or if there's a an ending to that particular show which oh, at this point Jake Cody's up however many thousands of euros. You might go, that was fun. And we may never hear or see that guy ever again. If you leave him wanting more, if you don't tell him the end to this particular story that he's been following for the last 48 minutes or so, maybe, just maybe, he'll come back next week.
1: Which is why I'm funny on the shows, but not that funny, because I want to leave people wanting more.
2: Oh, that's why it was.
1: Yeah, I want to make sure that people are like, I'm going to tune in next week and see if this guy can fucking get his life
2: together. there I was thinking that after eight years, finally you were tapped out of material. I had visions of you actually going onto your hard drive and raiding big game scripts from 2010 and going, no one's going to remember that one. Let me just work that one in. Do you remember how recently in VO,
1: someone had Pocket Queens and I made a Queen reference and I went, I can't believe I've never done that before.
2: You had, had I, you?
1: I realized that I must have done it so early on. Like That must have been one of the first things I did. And now we're to the point James where not only am I forgetting my gags, but you are too. Well, that's, that's the how thing. long we've been doing this
2: That's the great thing is you can plagiarize yourself Unintentionally because your memory is so bad and it's now been so long and we've done so many shows that I don't remember The producers don't remember the audience probably doesn't remember So you've just got a green card until there's that one guy who's binge watching every single show that <laughs> Joe Stapleton's ever done on YouTube And then we get the dear poker stars letter
1: It won't matter because that guy will probably be like sharpening a knife and trying to find out where I live anyway. Uh, Let's talk about the Cash Challenge
2: in a bit more detail right now. TV TV Recap. And the good news is if you like cliffhangers, we left (laughs) you at the end of last week with episode nine with a cliffhanger. The bad news is if you don't like them, we've made you wait two weeks for the revelation, because the show did get pushed back a week because of the Winter Paralympics on Channel Four, which has kind of thrown things out of sync here. Because the whole idea of this podcast, Joe, was we were going to wrap up all of yeah. the Cash Challenge shows. We'd be able to talk about Alex Curry's narrative. We'd be able to talk to Jake Cody about how things ended for him. And unfortunately, it's like ah, um, we've got to be careful that we don't talk about everything because we don't want spoilers.
1: I have a, I have a fun question to ask James. What do you think? Set the line for the longest amount of time somebody watched tuned into our show and watched the Paralympics before realizing it wasn't our show. Like, do you think someone went like 11, 12 minutes into it being Like that's, that's not, that's not James and Joe. <laughs> Who
2: are these guys? It's poker down a ski slope. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that nobody made that mistake. So while we should have been talking about three shows this week, episodes, eight nine and ten we can only talk about two shows episodes eight and nine but crucially it includes episode nine with randy lou and we'll talk to jake cody about that in just a moment just one funny story joe i know you got a tweet the other day someone saying aren't trousers and pants the same thing i can only yes. assume that that tweet came from an american
1: uh yeah well, i mean i didn't look into it further but i there's just no way that it
2: came from someone in the uk because um yeah now there there, there is a funny story about this though so we did uh, this wasn't i don't think it's actually something scripted i think this was just something that we ended up bringing up jake in his interview talks about the fact that the show is on national television and i make a point off the back of this that we're not just on national television we're on international television and the internet to which you respond i better put some pants on and i respond Making a gag about the fact that in America it's pants, in the UK it's trousers, because to us pants is underpants. I say, and some trousers, please. Now, during the post production process, after we'd done the commentary for the show, producer Ben comes to find me and says, James, can you listen back to this? Because it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And so I go into like the studio they're working in, and obviously they're just putting the final show together, getting ready to put it onto tape to send to Channel 4, and they play it back. And um, this is how it it, it is on air. It's uh, not just national television, television, but international television and the internet and some trousers. Because somewhere (laughs) along the line, your little punch in, I better put some pants on, has been lost. The audio has disappeared. Someone has deleted Joe Stapleton from the commentary track. And so my line doesn't work. Sounds completely random. And so we had to go back through... I don't know some stored backup data to find that line and put it back in the show.
1: That's wild. Do you how often do you think that happens that we don't catch it? Cuz that's uh I mean that could normally have easily... when
2: they take Joe Stapleton out the show, it's purely intentional.
1: Right. No, I know that that happens intentionally. I'm just wondering like because it could even be a U line if 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 it's just random something getting lost.
2: No, I mean bear in mind that He's you know, like
1: no 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 they would never take out one of my lines. <laughs>
2: I stuff does go obviously. That's why they do fixes to the show after we've done the VO There's the final so many people watch this back again and again that it, it's it's not going to happen Which is why in this particular example if something does sound weird you find out why it sounds weird and you get the answer
1: I almost like it better with that like without my line Because I would if I was sitting there listening back to that show I'd be like I don't understand this, but I'm sure it's me. It's fine. Send it to channel
2: 4 <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it is Almost over. Only one more show to go. Uh, So let's check in with a guy who's been a huge part of the last few episodes, ever since we changed the table midway through the season. He is a member of Team Pro, a very popular player on the UK circuit. He always has a good hand. Welcome back to Poker in the Ears, Jake Cody. Hello, Jake. Hello, Hello, Stapes. How are you guys?
3: Good. Jake, are you in Dublin? Um, Yeah, actually... I landed, uh, actually missed my first flight, then my second no flight shit. got lost. Yeah, um, and then I ended, up, I ended up late reg in the Irish Open main last night quite late, and then bagged up, like, a little over of a sign stack. Um, It's just
1: like, I'm- how does anyone ever expect you to change your ways when it keeps working out for you? Like, if if you, like, <laughs> exactly. missed miss the flight late reg and busted out in the first hand all the time, you'd be like, maybe I should uh, be on time, but it just fucking works out for this kid.
3: I, I, I'm a big believer in positive thinking. I think if you believe it's good, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen for you. Jake, how many flights do you think you've missed in your life? So many. So many. <laughs> I actually missed two flights in one day once. I Pretty think bad. I remember
1: this story. I don't know if we talked about it or if uh, you uh, tweeted yeah. about it, but.
2: Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was silly. To miss one flight is a misfortune. To miss two, dot, dot, dot. Um. So, Jake, have you had a Um, chance to catch up on the TV shows that you are very much an important part of?
3: Yes. I mean, I think I've seen all of them. I've definitely seen most
2: of them. Okay, well, obviously, there's still one to go. So I'm going to issue the same warning to you that we had to issue to ourselves. Let's not do any spoilers for the final episode and how things end up. Um, So we have to be a little bit generic. But I'm going to ask you the same question that we asked Sam Grafton a couple of weeks ago. I mean, how did you feel about the game itself, about the lineup, the dynamic, the seat draw?
3: Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed my seat too. Basically, like I really like the banter I have with Sam. I think um, it probably comes across quite well, quite well too. Hopefully, um, it,
1: it really like- does. Uh, Sam taking uh, taking the Mickey out of you is probably the hardest I've laughed at anything that's ever been on the show. <laughs> he just <laughs> really. absolutely roasts you and does it in a way that's like still loving, and you take it so well. And my <laughs> guess is that that's not an act.
3: You could never try and have an argument against Sam because it's impossible to um, impossible to win against. He's too smart. He's too smart, and he'll just raise his volume to um, out-volume out <laughs> if he needs to. That's, that's my why secret. Yeah, James wins every, yeah, James it, wins every that, argument that That's way, how you too. win the
2: argument. If you basically speak over people and speak loudly, they've got no recourse.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got the combination and being very intelligent, too, so it's pretty, pretty hard to beat. When... Sam
1: is roasting you, you seem to genuinely enjoy it, and I'm guessing that's not an act.
3: Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of part of mine and Sam's banter off the table anyway. So, like, he, he kind of loves that kind of thing. So, it's like, it, it was definitely natural, I would say. And one of the major themes of these shows
1: is, like, Sam razzing you for how lucky you are, and you kind of like I just did, and you're going, yeah,
3: I am lucky. Do you ever get sick of people saying you're lucky? No, definitely not. I mean, it's, like, I don't really see it as, like, an insult, to be honest. Like, I kind of, I don't know, I, I'm very lucky. I, I'm, I'm very well aware of how lucky I'm in life and just in day-to-day things, too. So, I think being self-aware of that and knowing that I'm pretty blessed is better than being arrogantly thinking I'm just great at everything.
1: That's oh, so <laughs> annoying. It would be so much better if you were like, shut up, guys. Like, I've heard enough. Like, when, <laughs> how long do I prove you? Do How many times do I have to win before I prove <laughs> you guys? It's all, yeah. <laughs>
2: But one of the cliches of certainly the first half of this table is that when you're getting involved in Pots, Jake, when you're three betting pre and everyone's folding to you and your response is, I had a good hand. And you're not lying. <laughs> you did have a phenomenal run of good hands as well.
3: That's kind of, like the joke kept on going because I was like, I just do have a great hand. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep
2: what were your thoughts yeah. on Alex? Obviously, this is the kind of, uh, wild card in the mix, the challenger, the guy who's staked to play in the game, who's obviously playing well above uh, his usual level, his usual limit, and is just, in, in many ways, just thrilled to be there. Um, uh, how did you feel about having someone like that at the table?
3: Yeah, I liked him. I liked, he was very enthusiastic about playing, for sure, which, which was which was quite contagious. Um, so, yeah, it made the whole experience to me more enjoyable, too, actually. He seemed like a nice guy, as well.
1: In my opinion, I think he fell into the trap that a lot of people fall into, and that he just played too conservatively for too long and by the time, you know... It, yeah.
3: And then he needs to make something happen.
1: Yeah, and so hopefully in this last episode he does make something happen, but, you know, given that we've seen this format a bunch of times where there's, you know, someone who um, you know, who, who wins their way onto the show, I would like to see these folks getting aggressive early and not really oh, worrying yeah. so much.
3: That's like a pure strategy point of view. You kind of should just come in blasting and, you know, just try and play a lot of big puts, hopefully run good in them. Um, right that's the best way to win the most money I think
2: now I wanted to specifically talk about some of the stuff that happens in the later episodes because we covered off the first couple of shows with Sam Jake uh, by the time I we bet. get to episode 9 Selena has subbed out and Randy has subbed in and has yep. an absolute shocker first of all he <laughs> gets <at> its pot <laughs> limit preflop. he screws up the 7-deuce game and many of these things I mean he played on the big game right Joe he knows the format he gets how it works
1: Yeah, he did play in the big game, but he got completely destroyed in the big game Like I think he loses six (laughs) figures on the big game. So and and he was so new to live then And I will admit his live game has improved incredibly But he still kind of acts like it's his first day out there all the time
2: (laughs) Obviously the big hand in this show Jake and I have to say It's probably my favourite hand of the entire series, including the other table. It's where you get it in with Randy, ace-queen against sevens, you decide to run it twice, and then there's the... Action so on the funny. side between Jamie and Ali Reza, and the fact that Jamie buys out before the before the second <laughs> run for four hundred euros. Because like Ali Reza is predicting, yeah, you're gonna hit your ace, and then the next one, yeah, you're gonna hit your queen, and sure enough, you do. It's <laughs> so good. And as Sam says you've so got the good. two luckiest people in poker. What chance have you got, you two? <laughs>
1: It's kind of like it, if you went to the Harlem Globetrotters game and someone was like, does anyone want to take action against the Globetrotters? You'd be like, no, uh, <laughs> they win. It's it's already been decided. It's scripted. And that's how I felt watching this. I was like, you guys, um, there, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that Jake is winning this hand." I
3: genuinely thought I was going to win, too. And it just felt like it, just, <laughs> it was just too perfect. Jake, just I,
1: I this may be a hard question to answer, but what is that like? To just know, like you, just like oh, it's a flip. I know I'm gonna win this flip. Like I, I have no idea what that feels like.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I know it might sound silly, but I think sometimes when, especially poker players, go into tournaments and think like the world's against them and they're gonna lose, I kind of think that does happen more than it should.
2: I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't really
3: it, I think, like it happens more than it should too. Like, most of my body and soul
1: believes that, like, numbers are numbers and things happen and there's no it's rhyme or
3: reason like, to it. Uh, very different to what you should be thinking, really. You should be just thinking it's completely like a maths game, pretty, complete logical decisions. Like, it's not, but I, nothing. Matters. Like, I do kind of believe that if you believe it, it does work.
1: Yeah, and there is a really small part of me that's like, of course, Stapes, you get one outed because you're like, I bet I'm going to get one outed here. Like, I, I, I don't. <laughs> i'm really conflicted about this i kind of agree with you but also i'm like that's stupid
3: oh it's, it's really stupid for sure like ridiculous <laughs> like i'm kind of annoyed at myself for even thinking it but like i do kind of just <laughs> really believe it
2: there wasn't really much surprise jake that during the early part of the session you were the one building a big stack but as the game goes on and by the time we reach the point we've reached in the show we're watching right now sam grafton is the big winner at the table, and it, Sam is yeah. not, not someone who you'd think of usually as a cash player, and certainly not at this level. No,
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure this is. I'm pretty sure at the time this was the biggest game he played, and he definitely like he's from a complete tournament background, so he was kind of like um, going in kind of as a new, as very new. So obviously he, he ran well, but he played well too. I thought.
1: You know, I think that Sam, um, even though cash may not be something he's experienced and something that he's really good at, Jake, that you Uh notice because you're his friend is that when you have the table talking and having a good time, they're more likely to give you their money. And I think Sam did a really good job. Of playing pots specifically with Alex or against Ali Reza and getting them comfortable and getting himself into good spots against those guys.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, even with no cash game or with like little cash game experience, he's obviously a great poker player, so he's going to adapt to different scenarios and situations. And I think that's what the best players do, you know, regardless of what format or like game they're thrown in, they can adapt to different situations.
1: Yeah, and I think the 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 social aspect of adapting maybe not is as important as what you're doing, uh, you know, game theory wise, but just, um, you know, being a likable, chatty person at the table, that's part of it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, in live cash games, that's that's for sure. That's a real thing too. Like making the game fun for everyone, make it action. You know, um, it's actually a skill in itself, which, which gets overlooked
2: sometimes. I'd say. Just another moment that I particularly enjoyed, Jake, I'm sure you didn't, although luckily it didn't cost you too much. Um, Our challenger, Alex, managed to run a bluff against you, managed to get you to fold the best hand. He did. I um, I made an exploitable
3: fold thinking like he's never ever going for me there. And obviously I was very wrong. (laughs) Do
2: you have a particular highlight from the game?
3: Um I mean for sure, I mean just the flip the flip against Randy which was just too hilarious it's like, too I kind good. of forgot how funny it was until I watched it back and it just makes me smile every time I watch it. It's, that's by far the best moment for sure.
1: Jake yeah. uh, as far as I know like a lot of um poker players have like this infallible memory for hands they've played they can remember the hand in this tournament or that tournament and every action yep. every street and you're a guy that I'll just say lives a pretty robust life off the poker table, you like to have a drink. You like to stay up late. Is your recall for that stuff as good as everyone else's?
3: I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I think like to to like play poker at elite level, you kind of have to like have like an obsessive personality. So like, your kind of brain is kind of programmed to just have like your work mode and just be completely zoned in and focus on that kind of things, so and it just just to get ingrained in you. To be honest, so it's quite hard to switch off, even though you can have like a social life too when you are like playing poker it's kind of a different personality I'd say
1: what is the last hand
3: that you have obsessed over ooh good question good question um i've actually i'm currently uploading my vlog now but the internet here is terrible and there's a, there's a hand there which i've been thinking about for a while which is it which is in the latest vlog that's about to come up um i won't give you away too many details but that's okay
2: I like the way you great. organically worked in a plug for yeah, the Jake Cody vlog. That was great work. Um, Jake, we have to ask you about. I'm getting well We have to ask you about um, what happened a couple of weeks ago. You had a major poker win, which you then decided to put on a roulette table. Oh, shit. And of course, because you're Jake Cody, you win a 50 50 uh, and double your money instantly. Lucky here. <laughs> um, but what possessed you to do that? Because I, I, a lot of people look at that and be like, what are you thinking?
3: I mean, I would say, I think from people who know me, they actually know I'm actually not much of a gambler really. I know, like, it's going to be very hard to believe after seeing the video. <laughs> very, very hard to believe. But I generally don't really like, ta- I play table games now and again as a bit of entertainment value, but I'm not really like someone to, like, blast off amounts of money you know for no reason Um, but the kind of idea was thrown around on the final table and like all of a sudden it was like if you win it you should put it on black and I was like okay only if I win it I'll put it on black and then I won I was like well okay I guess I'm doing it then I can't really really back down now Um, I didn't even expect it to go as big as it did Uh, I didn't even expect it to be filmed so when I woke up the next day my phone was just like completely
2: blown up it was insane
3: (laughs) what the hell happened I mean, it's is,
2: this, is this going to do wonders for your image at the poker table? Are people now going to think, oh, that Jake Cody is a complete degen?
3: I mean, I feel like I've lived off my uh, fake
2: fake loose image for quite a long time. Hopefully this is going to help. it last <laughs> <laughs> It's the reinvention. It's the second coming of Jake Cody. Um, can, yeah. we, can we trace back that idea
3: to like patient zero, though? Like who actually was the first person to be like, you should put on black? That's a very good question. I don't actually know because it was I, – I, I heard someone someone was talking about it and I kind of – we were talking about it as like that would be funny as a joke. And then my other friend comes was to me and was like, oh, I heard you're going to put it on block if you win. And I was like, how the hell did you hear about See, this? See,
1: I'd like to think that like Neil Farrell like jumped into Jake's dream the night before and like incepted <laughs> –
3: this, Maybe put some this. subliminal messaging in, like my alarm clock or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, I, I did you and did you have to get like one of those? You know how, like in the movies, when they want to make a bet that's too big, and like the pit boss gives them like the nod, go ahead and take it. Did you get that nod?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, in the video you can see us shake, shake the hand, and it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement on like what the bet is exactly. So ridiculous. Well, congratulations, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe how it, all, it
1: all happened too perfectly. Quite now funny. have. Are you gonna did you win more money on that roulette spin or are you gonna win more money playing shuffleboard in Dublin?
3: Um, I've actually got a few fish who want some action, so I'm I'm hoping to uh, reel them in back. You know, you can't you can't aim too high or just get them off.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I I was really <laughs> dumb about that one time with bowling. I actually really, really love shuffleboard. We're talking the stand up one, right? Not the one it's, not the one yeah, outside. It's the
3: one. Also, it's like Olympic standard size. You know, sometimes you get the smaller ones in bars. This one is huge. Oh, I don't even know if I've played on the huge. I must have at some point. I don't like
1: the small ones either, though. you got to play it legit.
2: Are you telling me, Joe, that you don't play at Olympic level?
1: <laughs> I, I'm more of a, you know, I, I do like to keep my amateur status, but I'm not okay.
2: quite at Olympic level yet. Well, you know, the next game's Tokyo 2020. I think if you get in training now, you can make it.
1: Jake, let's do it. Me and you. Talk team.
2: After the Irish Open, Jake, what is next? on your agenda what have you got planned or are you literally just taking it day by day week by week
3: well i don't have a flight home yet so that's probably step one i should get a <laughs> flight home <laughs> <laughs> why bother actually no in all seriousness it's actually my daughter's fourth birthday um in 10 11 days so after i was i'll probably go back to london for a couple of days to recharge and then come go- going over there for about two weeks to-, to hang out with her and she's having like a big um frozen birthday party so that's gonna be fun. You see, so that I've would be to... a
2: lovely, wonderful, heartwarming note to leave this interview. But sadly, as you know, on this podcast, we don't do that. We always end things with Joe Stapleton forcing the guest to play one of his trademark dumb games. God, cake,
1: Jody, are you ready? As love be. All right. So you know that cake, Jody. That you know when they flip the the letters around on two words like that. There's a name for that. It's called a spoonerism. Did
3: you know that? I did not know that actually, but that everyone yeah. people do use that for me quite a bit. It kind of
1: yeah, me. and I've I've used it for you many a time myself when I can't think of anything clever to say. I'm just like, let's just call him Cake Jody. Um, so these are pretty easy questions, but you have to answer them in the form I of feel a like spoonerism.
3: You said the exact same thing. It's pretty easy questions, and then I felt like an absolute moron as I just like completely like crashing
2: burnt. No, James, I, have
3: you
1: looked over these
3: questions? I have
2: looked over the questions. The answers are easy. The challenge is turning them into spoonerisms. So, for example, if the question so, was "Who is speaking to you right now?", you wouldn't be saying James Hartigan. You'd have to say Hames Jartigan.
1: Easy. All right, here we go. If it's so easy, this one, Jake, I really. It, this is kind of like, you know, the the first homework assignment of the year. If you don't get this, okay. you're probably going to do very badly. Question, question number one, remember to answer in the form of a spoonerism. I will let you use James as a lifeline on one of these if you need to. Question okay. number one, what is your favorite bar
3: in Dublin? face Cacks.
1: Yay, hey, he got it, <laughs> face Cacks.
3: <laughs> question number... two. I was like, is that three words? And I was like, no, it's two.
1: Yeah, no, some of these get a little tricky that way. Um, question number two. Popular okay. HBO TV show with dragons and incest.
3: Frame for Gones. Thram- frame of Gones, I'll take it, yes. I also would have accepted... I was thinking of flipping around it off. That's why I said for...
1: Wouldn't it be Tame yeah, of Gones? I will give it to you. Frame of groans. I also would have ex- uh, uh, accepted tame of groans. Okay, good.
2: Okay, nailed
3: uh, it.
1: Question number three. I'm glad me and Jake are on the same wavelength here, though. Question number three. The leader of the Labour Party in the UK.
3: Me Jeremy Corbyn.
1: Jeremy Corbyn. Nailed right. it. That is right. He is three <laughs> for three. All right. This one's a little. This is probably the hardest one, Jake. Question number okay. four. In poker. When you do this with your cards, they go into this. This would be my hard again, Lifeline if I was going to take one. Min-to the ick. What? One more time? Min-to the ick. Min-to the ick. I'll give it to him. I'll give it yeah. to him. Yeah, I'm going to give it to him. I, 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 was look, I was looking for Mold Fuck.
2: As in Fold <laughs> into the muck. I get it. Uh, I just I just got into the muck.
1: Yeah, no, you got it. You you, you technically answered the question correctly. I just wanted you to say mold fuck. Okay, here we go. Question 5. When you prevent your male friend from having consensual sex by somehow getting in his way, that is known as a block clock. Block clock is correct. <laughs> I I, I also I also would have accepted buck clock. Question okay. number 6. Complete this Tom Jones lyric. What's new blank? Fuzzy pad. Fuzzy Pat is correct. Oh yeah, my so God. You're
2: going to go 100% if you get this last question correct. No one has ever run the board in one of Joe's games. Ever. And,
1: and remember, you do still have your Hector a Hardigan lifeline. Here we go. Question number seven. I'm going to need it. The, the best of the Sean Connery, James Bond movies, which could also be something you'd say to your friend, Neil Farrell at the poker table.
3: <laughs> what? Okay, one more time, please.
1: Sure thing. Uh, the best of the Sean Connery, James Bond movies, that's, that. you could just answer it that way. Or an alternative way I could ask this question is, it's something you might say to your friend, Neil Farrell at the poker table. Full ginger. Yes. Full ginger is correct. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys, he did it. He did it, everybody. Jay Cody has done it. He has run the board, and re- he has redeemed himself. Because if I remember last time, it was like, what color is red? And J- and, and Jake would and be like, blue. That's why I was panicking. I crashed and burned
3: last time pretty hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jay Cody, thanks very much, man. Always a pleasure to have you uh, on the show and to see you play poker. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how things wrap up in the Poker Stars Championship Cash Challenge. Smell you later, bud.
2: See you guys.
3: Poker in the
0: ears.
2: So our thanks once again to Jake Cody. Always a pleasure to have Jake on the show. And a reminder that the final episode of the PokerStars Championship Cash Challenge will be broadcast on Channel 4 in the UK next Wednesday. That's the 21st of March. And then will appear on all the other channels for the rest of the world, whether that's PokerStars TV or the PokerStars YouTube channel 24 hours later. A lot of people have been asking, Joe, by the way, when will we be back? Um, Chances are, and it's not confirmed yet, but we obviously did make TV shows from the PCA. I think there'll be 12 episodes in total covering the 100K and the main event. Those shows should air in the final quarter of this year. So October, November, December, and hopefully we'll be back on Channel 4 by the time autumn 2018 rolls around.
1: Oh, you know what I call, uh, you know what I always say, like, ice cream and Jakey Jake. Yeah, I've ice got, cream and Jake-y Jake. no idea what well, that's like referencing,
2: this- by the way. I just, I just, I don't bother asking anymore.
1: Yeah, well, that's just like a, like it's a commercial in the U.S. that no one would ever know in the U.K. So for like a, from a, now a, on, I'm going to refer to these
2: as Tombstone Pizza references.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's another Tombstone Pizza reference. But I figured, hey, since it comes from a commercial, why not do a commercial for us, James? Huh? Let's go to the lobby.
2: A commercial for the next free roll. Yeah, last week's, okay, guys, again, mea culpa, all went wrong. But the next $500 free roll. Free roll drum roll will be a $1,000 free roll. We're going to double the prize pool, not just this week, but next week as well when we do our Sochi preview show. So the next two free rolls for Poker in the Ears fans will be $1,000 prize pool games. Still restricted to Europe and Canada only. I know we've had some negative feedback on this as well. We'll take it into account. This is an experiment for the next two weeks. We'll reassess if there is a better way of doing things. But for the next two weeks, Europe and Canada only. $1,000 in the prize pool. Uh, So the next game takes place on Monday, the 19th of March. Starting. so that's the day I should shut my Twitter off for... Do you want to know the time you should shut your Twitter off? Yes, please. Okay, 4.20 in the afternoon, Eastern Daylight Time. That is Perfect. 8.20 p.m. GMT, 9.20 p.m. Central European Time. As usual, you won't see the game in the lobby until 20 minutes before the start time. No late reg available. The name of the free roll in honor of today's guest, Cake Jody. Cake Jody will get is the name of the free roll. And the password is, I had a good hand. All lowercase, all one word, I-H-A-D-A-G-O-O-D-H-A-N-D. I had a good hand. He did have a good hand. Um, okay, I think it's time that we gave a super fan a chance to win some prizes. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's
0: Superfan versus Stakes.
2: Please welcome to this week's episode of Poker in the Ears, Phil Razor.
1: I mean that is a poker player name if I've ever heard one. First of all, you got the Phil part down and then Razor. It's all about it. Are you like are are you the next Phil to make it?
0: I hope so. It's actually, but it is razor. It's pronounced, it's spelled razor, but it is pronounced razor, which is just as good, actually.
1: Yeah. Good luck getting me to pronounce it the right way. <laughs> razor is just so much more of a powerful name. Absolutely, right? it's I'm
0: a, way cooler.
1: Totally, Phil. I'm uh, I'm done with asking people who is your daddy and what do they do because it um it really confuses them. So I'm just gonna say this. I, I saw this on 60 Minutes.
0: Uh, what's your deal, bro? I um well I am a a property claims adjuster. Okay so as a living for a living that's that's what I, I do as my my main gig.
1: I'm going to take a guess at what that means. Okay. You tell people what their property is worth?
0: Uh no if uh, for example if you would burn down your apartment yeah, um, I would it's be the one. Would, okay. Yeah, I would. I would give you money for for the the stuff that you have in your house. And you're gonna tell me something really
1: nice about how like you try to give people as much money as you can because. <laughs> oh sure. You
0: know. Okay. I'm 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 an independent, which means that uh, I actually. Oh get nice. Paid, I get paid uh, uh, more. The more that uh, I get to pay you, the more I get. So.
1: Excellent. You're not a guy who walks in and goes, you know what? I think that some of this burning was already here.
2: Before. Right. I,
0: t- I try to I try to find any coverage that I possibly can.
2: What I love about this conversation is the fact that when Phil posited this hypothetical scenario where Joe would burn down his own apartment, everyone's kind of like, "Yep, that's 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 plausible. I can see that happening." <laughs> okay. I got a quick quick little story.
1: James, I remember when I was in England for a little while before Prague in December and I was um, trying to impress this girl I had been talking to and I thought it'd be funny to make a video of me reheating a piece of pizza in my hotel room using the clothes iron. Oh, wow. And it started burning like immediately and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to set off the fire alarm in this hotel and like be like liable for tens of thousands of pounds worth of water damage. And so I ended up in the video, stopping it before the fire alarm went off, but then in post-production I put one in anyway.
0: <laughs> well, the good news is that would be covered if it was in your apartment, because stupidity is, is a covered cause of loss. Wow, that's fantastic.
1: So you, you, they wouldn't be able to take it away. They're like, excuse me, your honor, but he was uh, trying to reheat pizza with an iron to
0: impress a girl. Case dismissed! The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's incredible. As long as you weren't doing it on purpose.
2: Now. phil the reason why i know that you deserve the moniker superfan is that you have agreed to appear on this podcast while you are on vacation you are taking time away from your time off work to speak to us well that's
0: that was true when i originally agreed but uh, the the big northeastern storms here in the u.s uh they they brought me back so i am in fact working but
2: uh, i am uh, uh, able to uh, take some time off here to do this in principle, though, you are prepared to miss holiday time, and because of that, yes. we like you. So, where are you actually from, Phil? Where is home?
0: Um, well, I I am on the road. I don't actually uh, live anywhere in particular. Uh, I'm on the road about fifty weeks a year. Uh, my wow. my parents, uh, um, my parents are in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, when we have some time off uh, uh, in between gigs, my wife and I kind of hang out with my folks. But most of the time, we're on the road with uh, with our cat. And uh, just kind of uh, seeing in the country.
2: The other thing, Phil that you mentioned in your application is obviously, and we've just heard your story, you are in the United States of America, so no satellite ticket for you, but there is a mini chipset, and hopefully we can scrape together some other prizes as well. Uh, you picked the movie Tombstone, which Joe finished watching about an hour ago. Oh excellent. So it's fresh in his memory. That said uh, his memory is terrible. Hmm.
0: I just watched it again about two days ago, so I'm I'm up uh, ready to go, too.
2: Joe, are you ready to take on Phil at his specialist subject in this week's game?
1: As I'll ever be. Now, I did have, like, a, a rules question, James. That's something that came up last night when I was uh, started watching this. Like, obviously, Googling stuff is not allowed. Correct. Well, if I were to watch the movie and take notes during it, would I be allowed to have access to those notes?
2: Ask me again when we've got the result of the quiz and whether you've won or lost, and I'm, then I'll make a I'm judgment. Not gonna, I'm
1: not, I'm not going to do it anyway, but I just, I just thought. Of, anyway, let's just waste some time with stupid questions that don't matter.
2: Uh, talking of stupid questions, there are twelve of them on this <laughs> piece of paper. Uh, multiple choice questions, as usual. I'm sure you know how the point system works, Phil, and you know that being our guest, being our super fan, you get to pick first. Which question would you um, like? Let's go with number five. Number five, and unconventional first choice but i'll allow it question five in the <laughs> opening scene of the film what do we see on curly bill's trousers uh four aces we do for two points did you know that one Joe? uh i knew that there was it was a poker hand that wouldn't have been i wasn't information. Quite, i
1: wasn't quite settled into you know to paying attention yet at that point
2: Yeesh. what question would you like <laughs>
1: Uh, I would like, I would like to be always coming seventh. Thank
2: okay. you. Okay, what is Matty addicted to throughout the film? Opium. Correct for two points. Oh, tight game after the first round. Fill your second question. Uh, how about number one? Number one, how would you distinguish a cowboy from someone else? Uh, cowboys wore a red sash. They did for two
0: points.
1: Joe? I see what you're you're trying to do, Phil, there going with the lowest
2: possible number to try to flank me, so I'm going to go with number two to block him. (laughs) The first time we see Doc, he is playing poker. What was his exact winning hand? Four queens. Correct, for two points. And there is a bonus question attached to this, Joe. In a later scene, how many consecutive poker hands does Doc beat Ike Clanton in? Twelve hands in a row. Wow! And Jonah has a five-four lead after the second round. Phil, where do you want to go on the board?
0: Uh, the next highest.
2: Three. Finish the quote. Tell all the other curs the law's coming. You tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. For two points.
1: Nice one, Phil. Actually, I, I that scene <clears throat> really was like love hate for me. Like part of me was like oh this is awesome and part of me was like oh this is
0: so cringy. it was a little over the top but it was great
2: yeah joe what question would you like
0: uh let's yeah uh, it's getting
2: boring going with all just in order so let's go with let's go with my lucky number 9 lucky number 9 it's a finish the quote you okay. gonna you gonna do something or Fuck, I knew- I was like, this is gonna be a question! Remember, there are multiple choices available. I'll take the multiple choice. Okay, you're gonna do something or, just waste my time, just stand there and bleed, get the hell out of dodge, just stand there and cry. It was stand there and bleed. Correct, for a point. Tied game again, six points each. Exciting. Phil, your question. Uh, eleven? Eleven. That's my other lucky number! Damn it, Phil! What's the Sorry. title of the book that Wyatt gives to Doc? Ooh, um... How about the multiple choice? Is it The Life and Times of Doc Holliday? My Friend Doc Holliday? Memoirs of a Gambling Gunslinger? What Happened in Tombstone? It's uh, my friend Doc Holliday. It is for a point, And there is a James, bonus question. I feel,
1: I feel like you kind of like your tone sort of gave that one away. I feel like you I read it that with, one. with right answer tone.
2: <laughs> Joe, <laughs> shut up. Uh, the bonus question, Phil. What is the name of the place we last see Doc? It is the uh, Colorado
0: Sanitarium
2: it has a different name according to our interns who produced this quiz it's in colorado but it has a different name it's either that was in the boulder sanatorium it's actually the glenwood sanatorium i'm going to give you half a point for knowing it was i in think Colorado, that,
1: james to be honest like a like a colorado sanatorium was also in my head i think that uh, th- that's like what the- there's like a subtitle that comes up that says that so okay, which uh, case, I would give him at least a half a point
2: I'll give you the full point Phil because i like yeah you. Uh, Joe thank you which and question thank you, would, Joe which question would you like?
1: Uh, is there a th- is there a lucky number 13 on there?
2: Uh, there isn't it only goes up to 12. I'll take 12 then okay How did curly bill avoid conviction for killing Marshall white? How did he avoid conviction for killing Marshall I'm gonna need the multiple choices No murder weapon, because he didn't do it. Temporary insanity, no witness to the murder. No witness, no crime. Correct, for one point. Okay, we head into the final round. Phil, just so you know, you currently have a one point lead over Joe. Questions four, six, eight, and 10 are available. How about six? Number six. In the saloon, Doc and Johnny Ringo have a conversation in which language? in latin they do for two points joe your final question
1: yeah go ahead i'm down by three
2: you are down by three points
1: so i need to get without the multiple choice and a boat and i have to get lucky enough to get a bonus question yeah. to tie it okay i'm gonna go with question number eight don't tell me if there's a bonus or not yet you sure yeah don't tell
2: me okay what disease did doc holiday suffer from
1: He had tuberculosis, a.k.a. consumption.
2: He did have tuberculosis for two points. There is a bonus. Yes! (laughs) What did the doctor tell Doc not to act upon?
1: Batman forever.
2: His marital urges is the answer. So, Joe, you lose this game of Superfan vs. states by one point.
1: He should have told Val Kilmer not to act in Batman (laughs) Forever, though. That would have been much better advice. That
2: is very good advice that should have been given several centuries before that film was made. (laughs) Um, Phil, congratulations. You clearly know this movie, and you do get the mini chipset. And as I said, what we'll do is we'll have a look at what else is in the cupboard, and we'll put together a prize package that we can send to you. And I guess we'll have to deliver it to whichever motel you're staying at in that particular week. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for watching the streams, and thanks for c- coming on and uh, and beating Joe. No problem.
0: Good work, Phil. I guess that was your huckleberry. Yeah. Now you'll always be my uh, daddy-uncle. <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right,
1: my babies. That is just about all the time we've got for this week's show. Coming up next week,
2: The Sochi Sochi Preview Show. To me, this is more than just the Sochi Preview Show, actually, Joe. This is the return of the EPT. It's a pretty big thing, if you think about it, because we said goodbye to the tour at the end of 2016, and now it's back. The European Poker Tour is back on the scene, and so we'll be welcoming back the EPT next week, as well as previewing Sochi.
1: It'll be like being reunited with an old lover, one we missed very much, uh, and next week there will be a startling revelation.
2: I actually have no idea what you're referencing here. Do I know what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a startling revelation for the audience. It's not good news exactly, but uh, but yeah, that's next week. So, cliffhanger, guys! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, the guest next week will be uh, Richard Orford, who has been doing poker commentary for a long time, worked uh, with James and I years ago on another thing. He's been with us on the tour for the last few events since Prague. He was there in the Bahamas really love that guy and i love his takes on movies james i almost never disagree with richard
2: well here's the thing richard is very keen to not just talk about obviously his work as a poker commentator not just look ahead to the work we're going to be doing in sochi he also wants a movie quiz so i don't know what you want to do here do you want me versus richard in a movie quiz and you do the questions sure do you want okay yeah should we do it that way do you guys want to pick a movie the way superfan versus stapes is done um or do you want me to do overall movie trivia. Let's do some overall movie trivia.
1: Okay, and I'm gonna make it trivial trivia, like really dumb shit that doesn't matter, that you would have to like be like a movie nerd to know. Hopefully I will know at least some of it. I think you will, James. We all
2: know you're a big fat fucking nerd.
1: Uh let's see what else. Super fan next week is a platinum pass winner.
2: Yeah, Mickaway Sip who was the platinum pass winner courtesy of our PCA live stream challenges. Uh we spoke to Mickaway On the live stream after he won that platinum pass now we're bringing him on as a superfan not least because that is how he got into poker joe by watching what we do and he's gonna be answering questions about friends i know there's gonna be a few people out there saying whoa 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 you've already had that as a superfan subject when you've won a platinum pass that gives you a free pass when it comes to picking specialist subjects
1: i also think something like friends is just there's what there's like 300 episodes or something of Friends. So, I did like, in my
2: brief to the interns. I did say, Guys, I do not expect you to watch all like 287 episodes.
1: <laughs> uh, and in the style of Chandler, could this show be any more over? Okay, you know, just a couple more things, guys. Really quick, uh, this next week will be our last show for a while. We're going to take an Easter break for three weeks. That's great. We one week for each day. It took christ to rise again uh and during that time please uh rate us review us subscribe to the podcast in fact don't wait until easter break do it today and then over easter break when you see your nan and she gives you a chocolate bunny just sneak on her computer and download it there too she could leave us a nice review also she wants to make you happy guys that is it that is all the time we've got for this week's show for james hardigan i am joe stapleton smell you later